Welcome to the Jag War Podcast, a show where we discuss all things related to Duval County's finest NFL football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval, baby! What's up, everybody? It's Andrew from the Jaguar Podcast, and today I will be having a discussion with Jacksonville Jaguars tight end Dan Arnold. Uh, Dan Arnold um, attended the University of Wisconsin, uh, Plantville. Um, he played football there, and then after that, uh, he went undrafted, but then earned a spot with the New Orleans Saints and um, played for a couple of other teams too, the Arizona Cardinals the Carolina Panthers, and then uh, joined the Jaguars in 2021 uh, from a trade with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he has a career um, 86 receptions, 1,123 yards, and seven touchdowns. Give it up for tight end Dan Arnold. What's up, Dan? Thanks for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure being on with you. So, Dan, uh I know you had that injury in week 12 against the Falcons. I believe it was a, um, it was a strained MCL. Um, Have you been able to, you know, how's your recovery been going? Have you been able to participate in veterans mini camp? Yeah. um, So uh, I was actually cleared to return at the end of the season last year, um, right before the last game. And, uh, you know, rehab went well. It was a four to six week kind of, kind of injury and uh so they put me on the return to return to play list at the end of the year last year so i was actually cleared um before the season even ended but they decided they you know didn't want to use me for the last week um you know i, I went out there and, and practiced and i was like hey if you guys want want me to play want me to go i'm, I'm here for it um but uh yeah they just decided you know we'll play it safe it's the last game of the season um and uh yeah other than that otas have been great um it feels it feels awesome and it's ready to go um pretty much you know better than better than what it was before so <laughs> that's usually how rehab kind of goes nice yeah i'm glad you know they played it safe and now you know you're feeling good and you're back in, in mini camp so that that's awesome um you know I, I uh i was i was looking into your background and i know you, you played uh you know you played football over at university of wisconsin plantville um it's a d3 school and then um, you know, you, 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 you come out undrafted, but then you, you earn that roster spot, uh, with New Orleans. Um, it's an amazing story. Can you kind of walk me through that? Like how that transpired and, and what kept you kind of going to, to, to get that spot? Yeah. Um, you know, I came in as a, as a receiver. That's what I played in college. And, uh, um, you know, just coming from a small school, it's always, it's always tough getting drafted regardless. But, um, at the end of the day, it really doesn't. It really doesn't matter where where you're drafted or where you come from, as long as you can come in and make plays and you know you, you, those opportunities that you get in the preseason and you know throughout training camp, you make the best of them. And if you can play, you can play. Um, that's something I think Coach Payton has had success in New Orleans in the past. I mean, you look at the undrafted guys that have played under him. He doesn't really care if a guy is gonna if a guy's gonna ball out for him, he's gonna play him. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I was lucky um, to, to be able to get a shot at New Orleans. Uh, I ended up tearing my shoulder my rookie year. So I, I was able to just kind of sit in the meeting room 
um, throughout the entire year and just uh, and just be there and learn football. Because coming from a Division three school, we didn't, we didn't really have a lot of, um, you know, complexity to the offense. Not anything like, especially, you know, Coach Payton offense. Uh, so I just got to sit and learn learn football at, a, at, the, at the highest level, and I think that really ended up helping me out in the long run. Um, and then my second year in the league came in the summer of OTAs, and, and Coach Campbell, he, who was a tight end coach in New Orleans, who is now with the Lions, he approached me. He's like, hey, you're a really good athlete. You can move around in space. I think your best shot if you want to make this team is, is to switch to tight end. And, of course, I looked him in the face, and I was like, if you're telling me my best chance is to be a long snapper or do anything in the NFL, I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, so that's, that was kind of how I handled it. I was like, you know, I was, I was ready for the challenge. Um, but I, I was just, I was more lucky than most people because I had Coach Campbell with me in New Orleans that I was able to learn from him and how patient he was with me. Um, and just surrounded by good vets. You know, Josh Hill is a guy who kind of flies under the radar his whole career, but he is a pro's pro. He truly is. And I have the greatest, utmost respect for him. And just being able to sit and learn from him every day was, was awesome. Whether it was intentional on his end, whether he was thinking he was, you know, teaching me, but just watching the way he carried about his business day in and day out is something that I try to emulate now. And I didn't really realize how much I took it for granted until I got older in the league and realized like how much I had really learned from him. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I had a lot of luck coming from the small school, coming from Division Three, but, you know, just making the best of the opportunities that you had and, you know, being able to watch vets and learn from them and just soak it all in. And, and that's what carries you on for a long, a longer career than usual in the NFL. And, and I was I was doing a little bit of research on you, and, and I know that I, I found that you were a two-sport athlete, right? I mean, you played you did track and field, too, for um, uh, Wisconsin Plant, uh, Plantville? Yeah, uh, I, I ran hurdles um, after my my freshman year. I didn't run track, and then my sophomore year, I was like, you know what? I really need to change the pace. Um, I wasn't having success on the football field like I liked. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go back and do track and, you know, get some speed and, and help kind of just have, you know, I, I ended up going to nationals that year for Division Three, and it just kind of sparked me to, to push me even further in my collegiate career um, and to really start making me push. And it's like, you know, if you want to be, if you want to be a game player and a game maker, and you know, all those things, you you got to just compete at the highest level day in and day out, no matter what you're doing. Um, so I, I really, really appreciate doing track because it, it got me back to that mindset where I could just be a competitor, you know, and just kick ass no matter no matter where I'm at. Nice. I mean, that's really impressive, man. Being a two sport athlete and then, you know making your way into the NFL. Uh, I mean, it's, it's really impressive coach Campbell too. I mean, I, I've watched some player interviews. They just have the utmost respect for him. And, uh, you know, he's leading the charge over in, uh, Detroit who I believe the Jags will be playing. So you'll be able to, to, uh, you'll be able to talk to him after the game, right? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you, you played for some great coach. I mean, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Sean Payton, um, Super Bowl winning coach, and now you you have uh, Doug Peterson, who's also a Super Bowl winning coach. You know you'll be playing for two Super Bowl winning coaches. That's pretty crazy. Are you are you excited? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the, the the coolest thing is you you see the change of 
like mentality as soon as we got in day one of OTAs and how much it, it, it just felt the atmosphere was like, you know, we kind of weathered the storm last year. Obviously things didn't go the way we wanted them to go. Um, and I think the guys are just looking for, for somebody to come in and just show some leadership. Somebody who's been there before and it was like, hey, guys, look, I, I watched tape of you guys last year and you guys can, you know, compete your ass off. And that's that's pretty much what Doug said. It was like, I'm going to help get you there and I'm going to do everything in my power because my job is to make you guys successful. And I just, I think from that moment on, right at that, that first meeting that we had with them, everybody was like, all right, it's go time. And I think when you do really look at the locker room that we have in Jacksonville, it's like, why aren't we winning games? And we have such a talented roster and we have the ability to just go out and take the league by storm. And, you know, I think that's kind of the mindset right now where it's like, who cares if we're like rebuilding the program, rebuilding phase, like got a new coach this year, you know, had a brand new coach last year, yada, yada, yada. No, we're going to, we're going to go in and we're going to compete every single game and we know we're going to have the scheme to do it. And we're going to, we're going to surprise some people this year. I guarantee it because there's no way that this talented of a roster should be losing games. There's just no way. Yeah, I agree, man. You guys, uh, I think a lot of people are unfortunately sleeping on you guys, but I think they're going to be really surprised. Like you said, I think Doug's, uh, you know, he's got great energy and he's, he's bringing a lot of positivity, uh, and focus into that locker room. So I'm excited for it, man. Um, you know, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, new Orleans again, when you were playing there, you know, you worked with Drew Brees, um, obviously amazing quarterback, amazing talent. What was it like working with him? And what did you, what did you learn from him? Yeah, I think, um, the biggest thing that you, you look back and when you just, when you see Drew on a day-to-day basis in the facility is just his preparation. Um, and what it took to be successful week in and week out and always be winning those games that came down to, you know, one possession. And the amount of attention to detail that you really truly have to have in a, in a practice all throughout the week and then once you get to the game is incredible. And Drew is really a master of that. And he, he forced guys to be put in that position where, you know, even in training camp, like, hey, we have to have this detail, like, now. And, like, that's going to that's gonna be the difference. You don't know when that difference is going to come. You don't know what game it's going to be. But if you can do it right now in practice, it's going to help us when we get to the season. And, I, you know, just the leadership that he showed with all of that. And, you know, he's... <laughs> He's in the facility for long hours and, you know, watching film. Um, it's kind of funny. It was in New Orleans, the, the quarterback room was kind of the unspoken tight end room as well. So we had our we had our tight end room, which had the tight end nameplate, you know, right in front of the door that said this is where the tight ends meet. But you walk in there at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, and you're, you're going to watch film. And, Oh, there's Drew with all the quarterbacks watching film in your room. Just because we didn't have we didn't have a quarterback room for some reason, because they just either go up to Pete's office or something, or somewhere else to go watch film. So it's, it's kind of <laughs> funny, but you just see the amount of time that he spends in the in the in the film room, just watching. You know, five thirty in the morning he's there, and then when we're all done with our day, six o'clock after we all eat dinner, you know, he's still in there, like just taking care of business. Um, 
you know, no detail is missed with him. And that's, that's truly a generational quarterback. And it speaks volumes as to like all of the success that he had in his career, because he was just, he was a different breed of human being. Um, he just, his mind worked in football ways that 99.9% of guys just wouldn't be able to comprehend. Um, and it was truly, truly like, like awe-inspiring to be able to watch that day in and day out and just be like, wow, holy cow, this is, this is greatness, just seeing it every day. So it was, it was cool. It was a really cool experience. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be just being able to, to sit there and I imagine his focus and his hard work – ethic is just contagious so uh that that that's awesome man and um so i wanted to um i wanted to talk a little bit about uh your involvement um with a uh a organization called Gigi's uh playhouse it is a uh nonprofit organization that uh, provides uh, career development for individuals who have uh down syndrome i think it's a great cause um i was just kind of curious um and wanted to know uh, what your, you know, level of involvement was with the organization and some of the projects you're working on. Yeah. Um, so my wife, Morgan, um, one of her best friends from college, her cousin is, is uh, involved with the GG's Playhouse in the Quad Cities. Um, and uh, that's like Iowa, Illinois border is where the Quad Cities are. Um, and so we got connected with them um, from her brother who, uh, who wanted to do some stuff. And, so this year we decided, or last year, excuse me, we decided to do the My Cause, My Clique with Gigi's. And um, so we had her, bro- her brother's daughter, Zoe, um, goes to Gigi's and is, is pretty involved with Gigi's. And uh, we had her design the shoe, the shoes. Like we, uh, we had her like make a drawing and then the artist was able to replicate her drawing and put it on, on my shoes for the My Cause, My Cleats. And... Uh, they're going to auction it off in their gala for um, it's like their annual gala for the GG's playhouse. And that's in sometime in the fall. I think it's in October, I believe. Um, so they're going to auction off the cleats and then the proceeds will go to the GG's um, fund. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we, we have, we've gone for their, they do a 5k um, every year kind of during this time. So we were just there a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's kind of like the quad cities is big fun fundraiser event for for that and then they do like some raffle off and stuff like that um and just being able to spend time with the kids you know um and just seeing you know the joy on on parents face when when all of them are together and you know being able to just be there for them and take pictures and um of course zoe loves my wife way more than she loves me but that's all right (laughs) uh but uh yeah no i think you know brian is is uh is always dad and just seeing the joy on his face and when when we had talked about this whole idea of having her design the cleats it was just the way that it impacted him is is something that's it's so cool that i'm i'm in the position because i'm I'm playing in the nfl and i have the grace to play in the nfl that you know i can i can give back in that way and and really affect people's lives for the better it's it's something that's you never get tired of being able to do that for somebody and you never get bored of it. Um, and just seeing the true emotion on people's face when, when you're able to do that is, is incredible. Well, Hey man, absolutely. I mean, kudos to you and your wife. I mean, you're doing amazing work and it, it's just amazing. Um, 
you, you know, you mentioned we were we were talking about Drew Brees and and leadership. It kind of made me think of, of Trevor Lawrence, and and you guys had a really good connection last year. Um, there were some great games there in Cincinnati, uh, Indianapolis, um, Miami, to name a few. And you know, I was just kind of curious. Do you see, based off of last season, do you do you see a bright future for Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you talk about those guys, you know, that that have that attention to detail and that preparation. Um, and and Trevor is definitely one of those guys where you see those glimpses of Drew Brees esque type characteristics. Um, and that's when you know it's like, okay, this kid's going to be, he's going to be good, and it, it, no matter what circumstance he's in, he's going to be able to perform and just make the best out of it. So, yeah, I think I think really the sky is the limit for Trevor. He's got all the intangibles. I mean, look at him. He's a generational type quarterback. Just looking at him, he's tall. He's got a good arm. He's accurate. He's got. He's smart, and he can and he can read defenses better than a lot of rookie quarterbacks that I've seen and been in camps with. Um, and just to see that level last year already, I was like, holy cow, this, this is actually kind of crazy. Um, like, you know, he's sitting in meetings talking with the line, like, hey, this is what I'm going to do with the protection here because, you know, I'm, we're seeing, you know, a slot nickel pressure from this side. So I'm going to do this when we have this look. Um, and you just don't see a lot of younger quarterbacks have that ability to, like, talk to an offensive line you know, a center who's been in the league for <laughs> X number of years, and, like, he's telling them, hey, this is what we're doing. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see Trevor at that level already, and then you just you just know it's, like, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Whether it be two years, whether it be, you know, another four, like, it's coming. He's going to be really good. Just let him do his work, and he'll, he'll be there. He'll be there. So. Yeah. Uh, that's good to hear, man. I'm really excited to, to see you guys next year and see how how you and Trevor uh, do on the field. Um, I want to close out with one last question. Um, you know, uh, what what advice, Dan, do you have to a young uh, athlete who's aspiring to play in the NFL? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the biggest thing, I would say the biggest thing that I struggled with was um, – was holding on to every single little play that happened. You know, uh, I got in my head all the time. You know, I, I didn't make the catch that I wanted to make a catch, and you know, I let myself down, and I just would hold on to it all the time. But um, the NFL is truly a mental game, and if you can push past that and just be like, okay, I'm gonna be where my feet are, and not think about all the negatives, not think about all the positives, just think about what I am doing in this moment right now and be able to push everything out. That's how you can be the most free player that you're going to be. Um, and that's something I didn't really learn until, you know, last year, the year before. And my early on in my career, I just, you know, I was trapped in my own brain and the, and the mental aspect of it, I was just locked. And then I would let one play affect trickle down and affect all of the other plays that were going to happen after. Um, so yeah, that would be my biggest thing is, is, is finding that, that like guys like to call it the mob mentality where, you know, Kobe would be in that moment and he wouldn't let anything else. He's like, why would I let that shot that I missed affect the shot that I'm going to take next? Um, 
and just kind of that mindset is is really how you be the best player and aspire to the greatest player that you're going to have the ability to be. Um, so yeah, that would that would kind of be my uh, my best point that I would say to a young guy. Well, I think that's great advice, Dan. And thank you so much for taking the time again to come on the show. Uh, I really appreciate, it, man. It's been a blast talking to you. Um, excited you're back at full strength, and really excited to uh, see what um, what you can do this upcoming season, man. I'm, I'll be rooting for you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate uh, spending the time to talk to you, and yeah, it's, it's always fun to be able to give some advice to see them guys and go back to the glory days. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right, it's Dan Arnold, everybody, uh, and we uh, don't forget to subscribe to the channel Jaguar Podcast and FL Teams, and we will see you next time. This episode is available on the Jaguar Podcast YouTube channel. So if you stop by, make sure to subscribe and give this video a like. Also, these episodes are available on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other major podcast distributors as well. So if you don't mind, please leave me a review and some feedback. I'd really appreciate that. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, my Twitter handle is at Jaguar Podcast. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. This is Andrew signing off. Cheers. Cheers.